The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Kaboom! We're back! Oh, we're back. Yeah, I just started. Ah. What's up, buddy? Not much. Hey, it's been a while. New year. It is a new year. Yeah, 2018. I thought we were gonna, not going to live through 2017. Not us in particular, mm-hmm. but uh, just a uh, human race. Yeah. Yeah, so, we made it. We, we might, maybe 2018, we don't make it so far. <laughs> nuclear luck, nuclear luck war uh, possible. You think that's going to happen? I don't. Okay, this this will be a perfect tie-in with not to usurp the beginning of the first episode back, which mm-hmm. thanks for hanging in, everybody, for the two episodes that we haven't been around. Yeah. Yeah, we got you know really thought we went out to cig- for cigarettes and weren't coming back. <laughs> needed a break, be yeah. on the road, be traveling. Yeah, man. Um, I think you you ever well you you're not you're street justice, Dave, and you ain't afraid of a fight. You ain't gonna back down <laughs> out of a showdown. Uh, but me, when it comes to fight or flight, oh, I'm a little bird. Oh yeah, oh, I'm all flight. Nah, all flight. You're scrappy. But, uh, I mean, I think if put to the test, maybe, but I avoid the I avoid the <laughs> test. I always avoid the test. But uh, with in regards to Trump and Kim Jong Un, you see two like when like people are going to fight, but you realize neither one of them wants to fight, so mm-hmm. they're just loud. Yeah, I think that's it. Like I, I don't think either one of them. Well, I hope that's it. Well, if you have, I mean. I think that's it. I think they know they're getting, you know, Trump's from the TV world. Mm-hmm. I mean, all he knows is press and people talking about him. And guess what? If everybody dies, nobody's going to talk about you anymore. Mm-hmm. And with Kim Jong-un, if everybody's nuked, you don't have – you're not a, a, a leader. You're not supreme leader if there's nobody there to follow you. Yeah. So if they did both have nuclear war, everything that makes their ego what it is would no longer exist. Hmm. Now, granted, if you're just crazy, you don't know that anyway. Yeah. I hope that's the case. But that would go into, uh, oh, well, yeah, what I was trying to share about going to see the Misfits on December 30th. Ooh. And uh, how clownish, like, oh, my God, all of the Hollywood creeps. Hollywood punk shows are hilarious. Where was it at? It's at the Forum. Oh, that's... The old Lakers spot. Old Lakers spot so like, over in Inglewood, yeah. Huge show. Yeah, so Guns N' Roses there. So, and, but some Misfits, they're like, Rachel got tickets like early on because I get where she was from in Oregon where she grew up. Like, that's all I listen to with the Misfits. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she had friends coming down. Like, yeah, well, I'll go. I'm like, I'm, Misfits are like, yeah, I'll go see them. You know, it's like, I love Misfits. It's like, it's like Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's the band that everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. And that, of course, yeah, I'm going to go see them. But I get that everybody's in their costume. Like nobody, not that this is a secret. Nobody ages gracefully in L.A. Yeah. Now, in one way, it can go with plastic surgery and all that stuff. And uh-huh. the other way are the old punks and cretins who are just still putting on the costume, just 
40 years later. Like just any like, night at the Rainbow Room. Oh, God. Yeah, just still like fingerless gloves. And <laughs> just when, like, the old guy with the dyed black hair, <sighs> when it's just gone, like, oh, God. Did they, anybody have, like, the, the, the Jerry Olney? They didn't do the devil locks. There wasn't a lot of devil locks, uh-huh. which is really just a, a comb forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just to cover up your bald spot as doing your devil lock, but from the back of your head instead of the front. <laughs> but so we go and uh, and it's fine. We're we're up in the cheap seats, you know, hanging uh-huh. out. And Rachel and her friends, but Rachel and I go get beers during. And, and Misfits, by the way, it was, it was hilarious that Glenn Danzig would talk to me like, "All right, guys, uh, I feel like shit, but we're here to rock." And then the song would start in a total vocal track, like sounded exactly really. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, the vanity of like at least Guns N' Roses, it was you know, act. You could tell Axel was singing like they were playing the instruments. Uh-huh. Like Axel's like, all right, yeah, warts and all. Here it is. Uh, but so we go get beers. We come back, and all of a sudden I hear this swearing. Like it's loud, but I hear this swearing like in a seat right behind us. And I turn around, and look, and it's this big dude just sitting there with a girl sitting next to him. You go, and he's swearing at Rachel and I. For standing up. For standing up. For standing up at, at a Misfits, at a misfits yeah. concert. Everybody else. In the stadium. Cheap, in the cheap seats. Whole stadium standing up. Yeah. And I look I look back at the girl who's with him. I'm like, is this at me? And she's like, and you can tell she's like, yes, but don't. like. And she's just telling this guy, like, shut up. I don't know if this is a girlfriend, boyfriend situation. But she's like, shut up, shut up. And he's like, fuck you. And she immediately walks away and just sits there and pouts and flips off Rachel and I. Like, fuck you, fucking standing in front of me. And so at first, I'm like, look around, you fucking dipshit. And like, all right, I'm going to use language that if this guy wants to fight, it'll be a fight. Uh-huh. And he's a big dude, which everybody's a big dude to me. I'm a little guy. Another part of the flight response. I'm a tiny guy, Dave, and I don't want to get my ass kicked. And I, I just like, I'm not interested in it. I'll get hurt on my own right. I'll fall off my bike all the time. But I just don't want to get pummeled. But this guy's being like, a real piece of shit and screaming at us. I'm like, fuck you, you fucking idiot. Look around. And I'm pointing out like everybody. Everybody's standing Good up. Good for you. And he's like, oh, everybody's standing, so I got to stand? And for a brief moment, I'm like, that's the most punk rock thing you can do at the Misfits concert is sit down and be like, oh, because everybody else is doing it. I'm supposed to do it. I'm like, I didn't give it to him. But I'm like, kudos to your nonconformist attitude. <laughs> for, the br- for that brief moment. I was like, actually, this is like some... And for a minute, he looked like a guy I knew. There's uh, the Catani brothers from Naperville, Illinois. And uh, Mike Catani was in a great band called 30 Seconds Deep and Lando's 45, if you know. And Paul Catani was his older brother. He's a big guy. Tall, big, like just not like just a burly dude. Uh-huh. And the funniest thing, would he, they would we'd go to punk shows, but he looked like a jock. But everybody knew his brother was in the band. He was part of the whole scene. He would find the two smallest people at the edge of the pit and just during a band would just make the hand gesture like, put me up. I want to crowd surf <laughs> with all sincerity. And you just see two 15-year-olds with this look on their face like, oh, I mean, oh, all right. And you'd see them like put their hands down to, and he would just grab onto each of their shoulders and subsequently just 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 push them into a crouch while trying to crowd surf. And it was just a bit that everybody in the bands who was standing in the back by the merch would laugh their ass off. But you just see them like, 
put me up. I love this song. You see these kids like, oh, no, really? That is so funny. Two teenagers trying to get underneath this 200-pound guy. Sir, I think you're too big. And that's where I thought this guy was like, is this like a a deep troll of like, sit down, I'm trying to watch the Misfits. Exactly. Because then after a while, like, then he's just calling Rachel and I. He's like, you guys are fucking lesbians. And like, like doing the scissor gesture with his hands. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's the insult. I'm, I'm a woman. Is that where you like? And it was one of those things like, oh, you're not going to fight. Because we got to a point where I'm, I'm looking at like where we're at. And he's above me because it's tiered seating. Oh, wish and I'm there. like, so if I got to swing or is he going to come down at me? Because then Rachel's over. Like I had to like, logistically look at this. Mm. Then Rachel threw a fucking beer on him. Good. Which, you could, but this is like $12 stadium. <laughs> True. I think she finished most of it. She Did he up. look out of place? Did he look like a big dumb jock at a punk no, show? No, he, like, he looked like a guy who wanted to see the Misfits. But cool. was just, he, he looked like a guy who was... Things, you know, his life wasn't going well. Hmm. Like, this wasn't the sole cause of his anger. Yeah. But so Rachel threw the beer on him. I'm like, well, now it's go time. Because if he does anything at Rachel, and I'm like, did he touch? No, and he just would stand there. Oh, no, I got a beer on me. I'm like. Yeah. And then he would just do like the fucking Homer Simpson middle fingers. Like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then I'm like, all right. And then Rachel and I, like, eventually I'm like, this guy's not fighting. I'm not fighting. But he's, so I'm like, wait, this is actually there. So then I was with like Rachel's friends. I was like, watch, just turn around. If you turn around, he would like catch you looking at him and then go back to fingers. Like, fuck you guys, you guys are fucking fags. Like, would just say that. I'm like, oh, buddy. Yeah. And then at one song, Rachel, like, let's pretend we're going to get beers and then come back. Like, oh, it's a great song. And then we get like down the stairs. And then so he'd like be sitting there watching. We just run back to our seats and stand up in front of him. Oh. It was fun. And then like once I finally turned around, he was standing up at that point. I'm like, look at you. Even you're standing up. And just, you could tell he's just, he was just a shitty dude that just, like, your life isn't well. What do you think was going to happen in a Misfits show? Uh, uh, that was <clears throat> why I am like kind of think it's hilarious. God. Like, I, I was. I went from the point of, like, I'm going to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. I, but this guy's not swinging at me. Mm-hmm. He's not being physical. He's being an asshole. Mm-hmm. But he's not being physical. But then it's like, oh, well, is it the honor of he's yelling at me and my girlfriend but it was it was one of these things like oh you're just you're like a real sad dude yeah have if fun this is, if this is honest if this is a true feeling <laughs> that you're having it was like what a sad dude yeah stand there and pout you fucking idiot it, 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 it was like when you see the 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 anti-gay protesters at like the halloween parade or something where you're like oh your life is just yeah. sad like this is really what you're this is really what's upsetting you in the world, or uh, something? Yeah, something happened. Your your fucking your ex wife doesn't doesn't let you see the kids anymore. Mm. That's what's happening. Here. Sound like a world class turd. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the misfits, and also they handed out the cell phone cases. Oh yeah. To, so nobody could take, and then like in the bathroom, you see a bunch of them cut open. Like, oh, bad boys! You can't tell me I can't have my leash. I'm like, oh, fucking L.A. punks. What? Just missing the point entirely. Mm. I'm uh, going to get my phone back. Yeah, good. Get your leash back. Get uh, your societal noose back. <laughs> Way to stick it to the man, punk rockers. Other than that, how was the show? <laughs> it was pretty bad. Was it bad? Vocal track the whole time? Well, if, if he sounded the way he sounded between songs, and then the, the songs just sounded huh. loud, blown out. They play all the hits. Yeah, yeah. all the hits. Any opening band? 
Alkaline Trio, actually. Really? Nobody shits on. I, I'm, I like Alkaline Trio. Yeah, I got no problem with it. I actually got this. I stood on the floor for them. I watched them. They were all right. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, but that was uh, Misfits was a pretty hilarious uh, experience. Mm-hmm. But then I, I equate that to like Trump and Kim Jong. And I was like, oh, this isn't. This is all pageantry and posturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was one thing that I did over the break. What about you? How was your break, Dave? What My break was good, man. Um, you traveled all over. You've been <clears> for a month. Traveled all over. I'm, I'm real jazzed up today. Uh, we're recording this uh, Monday before it comes out. Tonight is the national title college football game. Yeah. My beloved Georgia Bulldogs. Praying for you. So as, as people are listening to this, I'm either in a very good mood or a very bad mood on today, Tuesday. But uh, hopefully a good mm-hmm. mood. But regardless... I'm so excited. What happens so, if they win this? They win the, they win the whole thing. It? This is essentially the Super Bowl of college football. Have they won before? They won in 1980. Oh, man, that's a long time. Yeah, 37 years. Uh, so, Whereas Bama, who they're playing tonight, if they win, this will be their fifth title in nine years. Is that the roll tide? Yeah. Well, just by default, I want them to lose. <laughs> Straight up by default. Roll tide. I just had to hear that shit. Ugh. Apropos of nothing, every time driving through. Yeah. Like a shitty animal call. Yeah. I hope they lose. <laughs> I mean, Bama football is is a big deal in Alabama. Uh, no, you know, I'm not going to take the cheap shot and say because there's nothing else going on there. I, I will. I, there's nothing else going on. I like Bama, but uh, I mean, I like the state of Alabama. I don't, you know, I'm definitely yeah. not uh, a fan of their football team. But as a college football fan or football fan in general, I got to admit they're they're a great team. They're they're their coach is great. They have great players, but it's uh, oh boy, so. I've been I've been emotionally invested in this team seriously since I was about five years old. I've been emotionally invested for the last two <laughs> minutes since you started talking about this, but I'm right there with you, buddy. Go dogs! Well, also, it's um, I feel like nobody expected us to be here. Not to bore you with football talk, but nobody expected Georgia to be here. Oh, uh, not boring me. Maybe the listeners. We opened the season for first. <laughs> first quarter of the first game of the season, we lost our starting quarterback. Went down with an injury. Do you know do you know what the concept a true freshman means in regards to sports or college football? No. True freshman is uh all right, most college players <clears throat> they will try to go because I guess it's pretty hard to juggle a, a full college academic load and play sports. Yeah. So a lot of times they will I redshirt. dropped out of college having played no sports. Yeah. So a lot of times they'll say, all right, you know, where the classic schedule is four years, they'll take these athletes and go, all right, just plan on being here for five. That way we can space out four oh, years okay. of academics and five years. But you only have four years of eligibility, so we will redshirt you your first year, meaning you'll be on the team, but you won't play any the whole year. You're just doing your schoolwork. Yeah, and you practice and do all that, but you yeah. won't dress out and play in any game. So uh, most freshmen are redshirt freshmen, meaning they're technically sophomores. They were here last year, but this is their first year playing. True freshman is – I'm a. he was in high school nine months ago. They don't even want so, to play him. Yeah, well, I mean – I don't, there's different reasons why, but like, mm. anyway, true freshman is almost when you hear that you're like, yeah, this this kid's wet behind the greenhorn. ears. Greenhorn, yeah, he's a greenhorn. So our backup was a true freshman greenhorn, came in, led us to a championship season, and uh, Ooh, boy, you know, kid. just went 
what thirteen and one, twelve and one. They lost one game all season, and uh, under a true freshman quarterback, which is unheard of to get to the national title game with a true freshman quarterback. I mean, it, it has happened. I think I don't know who's won the national title. I'm sure maybe once or twice somebody has won, but it's a big Epic deal. Sports. So nobody expected us to be here. Alabama's like the bully on the block. So it feels like Georgia just feels like, all right, let's go, let's go beat up a bully tonight. Let's just punch a bully right in the fucking t- mouth. I hope their tide gets rolled. <laughs> so I'm so jazzed about that. What so, does the phrase mean? <laughs> roll tide. Um, we'll say they have roll tide, but they're also the they're they're called the crimson tide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, roll tide. I don't know what the fuck it means. And, and their actual mascot's an elephant. So piece that Fuck together. that whole team. Yeah, I don't know. But go dogs. That's bulldogs. Go dogs. So anyway, it's kind of a moot point as this is being listened to because uh, it's already determined who won. Oh, but, no. It's fun to listen to so. someone <laughs> very excited, excited about it without knowing the outcome. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, so I got back in town just a couple days ago. I've been gone for a month. I've been gone for a long time. Went out uh, on a nice fat tour. Uh, hit up, I think, 13, 14 cities and uh, just had a great time. Houston. Uh, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, um, Huntsville, Nashville, Atlanta, Charlotte—so many, so many great shows. Um, but yeah, just had had a ball, dude. And thank you to anybody and everybody who came out. Uh, and I've mentioned this before, you know, coming off of tours uh, with this podcast, but like first time in my career where I'm not sitting there five minutes before the show panicking that we're going to have to cancel because no one came out. Not that I'm selling out theaters, but uh, every yeah, show's been... Folks are coming out, People man. are coming out, and it's it's been fun, and people bringing gifts, yeah. and uh, oh, man, just just a big hoot. A couple of highlights I'll, I'll shout out to uh, uh, my boy Marcelo in uh, Richmond, Virginia. I'd never been to Richmond, Virginia Ooh, before. Yeah, good town. Oh, man. Uh, did a really cool little club called Wonderland, like a dive bar that kind of had a horror movie slash wrestling theme. Just a real gritty, but not like a... Not like a um, you know put on not aesthetic, yeah. yeah. Like no, it's just shit we're into. Not like some fabricated, yeah. You know, yeah. but just a real gritty dive bar called Wonderland. The difference between somebody going, you know what I like, and you know what I think people would like. Absolutely, absolutely. This is just not nah, what I'm into. Yeah. And uh, so I had fun in Richmond. Had fun in Houston. Played a new place there. Never been to called the Secret Group. Oh yeah, the Secret Group. Oh folks. man, all Their Comic Ran. Yeah. yeah, Comic Ran. Shout out to uh, Andrew Youngblood and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, just great time in Houston. And another highlight: uh, a city I've played probably more than any city, maybe other than Atlanta. Uh, Charlotte never had a lot of success in Charlotte as far as like finding that one club that i can come to over yeah. and over it's always just been scattered about uh but man played a nice little bar called petra's and uh, shout out to ramon and those guys uh, great uh, just kind of like a somebody's cool living room just like it was nice like like a unpretentious coffee shop vibe just a yeah. nice you know lamps and rugs but like you know couches lamps and and, rugs. yeah people just hanging out what just, did you play in oh, places with lamps, lamps and, and rugs, and rugs. but uh Big crowd there, great show. So yeah, just no more uh, salt warehouses for Dave. I <laughs> <laughs> got carpeted on the floor where it should go. <laughs> but yeah, great tour and oh, the food. Yeah. I hit up some good food, buddy. Uh, I mean, Ooh, we could spend an hour talking about the food I, I got ate. Some yeah, I got some eats. Best uh, thing you had, most notable. Well, I can't. Maybe we're catching up on a month. Supernatural stuff, Uh, Boogie Monster related stuff has happened, but as we've learned, by the way, it's a Boogie Monster. Yeah. Uh, As we've learned what this podcast is really about.
All right, I'll, I'll just throw out a few. All right, I won't do every one. Uh, finally, I uh, didn't play in Austin, but I went through Austin to get to the first gig. Uh, so I spent the night there uh, right before the tour started. Hit up uh, Franklin Barbecue um, after <laughs> I went to the world renowned. Yeah, world renowned. Uh, I went to there. I went there second. Uh, my first lunch of the day was at La Barbecue. And uh, Ooh, did, a lot, did a lot of research, and a lot of the consensus oh, seems fine. to be in in Austin that uh, everybody thinks Franklin's the best, and uh, but everybody's like, ah, oh, Love Barbecue is is right behind. There's a close second. Yeah. So I went to Love Barbecue. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I had uh, had the brisket, had the pork ribs. Oh, this is weird. Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. I ordered at the counter at Love Barbecue, and the guy goes, "Are you the Boogie Monster?" <laughs> swear to God. He goes, you have a very distinct voice. And then he paused and he goes, are you the boogie monster? And I was like, I'm the boogie yeah, monster. Yeah, I'm the boogie monster. Uh, odd to get uh, recognized Afri- by your voice. Yeah, outside of the podcast, just somebody going, that voice sounds familiar. Hold on, are you the boogie monster? It's me. I've been, yeah. uh, been living in the closet and under your bed for the last 23 years. Sorry. So I didn't feel like getting up at 8 o'clock and go standing in line at Franklin, so I I went to Love Barbecue, and then on the way back to the hotel, I noticed that I was going to be driving right by Franklin. It's about 2 o'clock, and I said, what the hell? Let me see what's going on over at Franklin. Uh, got got at the tail end of that line, yeah. just 45 minutes, and uh, had a second lunch at Franklin. And I got to say, granted, I was very full. <laughs> Yeah, you're coming yeah, in a little. Yeah, coming in, you know, already, uh, already kind of baked there. And uh, Franklin was very, very good, but I think the barbecue had them had them beat. The Franklin barbecue, the the brisket was almost too tender. Like it was like too tender. It was almost like a slab of Jello, if that makes sense. Fat, a lot of fat. There was a lot of fat, which I don't mind. I like the fat, but even the non-fat, it was just, it was the whole thing was almost gelatinous. Like it was so tender that it, they almost went too far with it, if that's possible. I mean, it was good. Where does blood cells rank? Because I'm just—I had that again the other day. Blood cells is way up there, man. Blood cells. I think La Barbecue and Franklin has blood cells beat, but oh, okay. But not by far. Blood cells is. I just need a gauge for myself. Way up there. I yeah. know you like blood cells. Blood cells is like very blood good. Cells, I got nowhere. So anyway, that was Austin. Uh, couple. How you got, remember how you got the uh, the six person platter? Uh, oh, that wasn't me. That was uh, Daddy Warbucks. This is on fucking. <laughs> Jimmy Showbiz. We had a, it's all right. He's not going to listen to this. Yeah, no, of course not. Of course not. We uh, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. We had a we had a, a TV producer reach out to us and want to want to talk about doing a Boogie Monster TV show. And I'm a big time producer, and I do this and this and this. And, and he goes, where, where, wherever you want to eat, I will put it on my expense account. And I first off, where do you want to eat? And Dave's a meet at Buzzos. <laughs> we get there as soon as the food shows up. You don't say another word the rest of the meeting. <laughs> And this guy's going off. <sighs> Clearly has never listened to the show. Yeah. Oh, I'm a huge fan. And then uh, didn't realize I lived in a van. Because then later he was like, wait, you what? And I was like, yeah, you're, you're a huge fan. You should know that, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, just. Ugh. Anyway, we got the six-person platter. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Three of us. Yeah, you want to you wanna sling your business account around. Uh, <laughs> we'll get the $120 group plate. Yeah. Who who played who? Showbiz. We might not get a TV show now, but we did eat for a day and a half. 
<laughs> All right, I'll run through these real quick. Uh, went to New Orleans, uh, and I did some research on this place. This is basically why I wanted to go to New Orleans. I did a place called Koshan. I've been there. Oh, my. Did you go to Koshan or Koshan Butcher? They have the butcher shop next door that's the sandwich shop and butcher shop. Restaurant. Sit down restaurant. Oh, man. What'd you get? Do you remember what you got? It was a, it was a while ago. Oh, mine was so good. Oh, dude, it had this charcuterie plate. They call it uh, something else, a boucherie plate. Charcuterie. Uh, had hog's head cheese. You ever had hog's head cheese? Head cheese. Oh, man. Oh, head cheese. Yeah. But, I was uh, like, is that like boar's head yeah, cheese? No, yeah. They call it, oh, instead of, yeah. Head cheese, yeah. Yeah, had some head, head cheese. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Had that before. Had uh, crazy. That's a gross item. Yeah. I like it. That's yeah. a gross. Yeah. I had it's just the stuff that uh, that they get off the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. They grind it up and mush it up, and it's basically scrapple, but mm-hmm. it's fancy. Yeah, but it was good. They did something to it, made it delicious. Yeah, I had pork pate. It's kind of similar, just just a big glop of mush. Yeah, but put it on some crackers and oh, uh, crazy pickles, all, all kind. soft meats. Yeah, had the catfish dish, uh, catfish dish, uh, catfish court bouillon. Uh, some sort of braised catfish with rice and oh, dude, so good. What else did I have there? Anyway, Koshan, uh, that was amazing. Uh, also in New Orleans, I ate at Oceana Grill. I had this crazy blackened redfish with like uh, shrimp etouffee yeah. glopped on top of it. Cajun food got to be one of my favorites. Um, Casey's Buffet in Wilmington, North Carolina. We talked about this before. Soul Food Barbecue Buffet. Ooh yeah, now, yeah. Oh my god. All right. The thing with the buffet, I'm a big fan of the buffet, all right? But willingly and knowingly, you're going to sacrifice a little bit of quality sure. to have quality for quantity. the buffet component to it, right? Casey's Buffet, it is all menu-quality shit. Just if this was all – just order this off the menu and it's still some of the best the best sides, best okay. barbecue you've ever had. Uh, catfish. Oh, they have chitlins there. They have pig's feet. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's the real deal. Uh, I tried to eat a pig's foot once. Yeah. They're they're real fatty. It's an acquired taste. Um, Ate at Husk in Nashville. Been wanting to eat there. Sean Brock's restaurant. Corn. Celebrity chef. Uh, Corn. (laughs) Uh, Very good. Very good. Uh, Had had, uh, some country fried steak and a... It's a little pretentious. So I get this is your short list. Yeah. That's uh, you telling me every restaurant you ate at. <laughs> then in Baton Rouge, of course I went to Baloo's. <laughs> Baloo's is one of my favorites. I've talked about that before. But I also, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I found Tony's Seafood Market, which is like a big grocery store, nothing but seafood. And then in the back, they have like uh, hot food, that the uh, cafeteria style, yeah. where you just grab a tray or a to-go box, and you're just like, I'll take some of that, take some of that, slop take some of that. On. They slop it on some of the best uh, Cajun seafood I ever had, so. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's a, just that's you just a short list. Did you have any food that sucked? <sighs> you don't have to name the name, but do you have any food you're like, Ugh. no, not really. There you go. Good yeah. vacation. I uh, and the and the lady, the lady came out about uh, uh, two thirds of the way through the tour. She met me for the last four dates. She had never been to the South. Ooh. Never been to the South. She's a California gal. Never been to the South, so oh, did a tour of heaven with St. Peter. Oh my God, did I roll out the red carpet? We ate at Cracker Barrel like three times. Yeah, we had uh, Waffle House two or three times. She went to Bojangles, Crystal, the whole thing. Watch your mouth about Waffle House. (laughs) We know where we stand. Waffle House is fucking great, but yeah, she had never had any of that. So that was that was fun showing somebody like. In the, she shit her pants. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know if she appreciated it the way I did. She's like, wow, this, this tea sure is sweet. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's sweet tea. Uh, What's the problem? Yeah. It's a children's drink. 
<laughs> that's that's the syrup that's supposed to go on a snow cone is what sweet tea is. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, it's so good. That was uh what'd you do for you make Christmas food? Uh Christmas. What we went uh went and saw my folks for Christmas. Uh no, I didn't. I made pimento cheese. That's it. We got in the afternoon of Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. Uh so all the food was already traditional you know, dishes. Yeah, traditional stuff. Turkeys yeah. and hams. We had turkey ham. Always good. Love a classic yeah. turkey ham combo. Yeah, I liked it. We had the turkey ham combo. Uh, I made some biscuits. I made biscuits and pimento cheese. That was my contribution. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just a really small affair. Just uh, my aunt, two aunts, and uh, my folks, and, uh, and and the lady, and that's it. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty pretty low key. Went to Waffle House on Christmas Eve, though. We talked about that. But yeah, Christmas Eve. That Walmart. was uh, that was as fun as uh, anticipated. So good times all around there. And uh, not only had uh, the lady not been to the South, she had, like, my folks live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So it was quite a culture shock. She was just like, Real what do people do out here? <laughs> I don't know. They survive. Humping and mess. But, uh, but yeah, what about your Christmas? Uh, Chicago? <clears throat> go back to Chicago? Got back. Well, I went to, uh, went to the islands mm-hmm. of Hawaii. Right. Tell me about that. So, how was which, the show? By the way, f- yeah, fun show. Tom Segura didn't draw your whole crowd away. No, no, we got a few people out. Nice. And, and, and regardless of Tom Segura, yeah. packing out a thousand <laughs> seat theater down the street. <laughs> yeah, I don't have those Tom Segura numbers, but I was a small but mighty crowd over at the <laughs> pool hall that's behind a twenty-four hour fitness. <laughs> <laughs> which is the place I played Are last time. I didn't even know how to get in this time. Last time we drove and it was through a parking lot. This time, like, I think it's behind. We got to go through this 24-hour fitness. And then uh, it's a pool hall behind there. Man, it's going great. <laughs> <Every time. laughs> People want to question my success. I'm like, yeah, come on. Let's. It was a good show, though? Yeah, it was great. <clears throat> Buddy Shane Price, who put it on, uh, was out there. He's a funny dude. Go, just go see comedy in Hawaii. In Honolulu, and it was yeah, it was a good show. We were just there for a few days. We stayed up uh, at a place. Rachel, and I, I got a I got a pork chop that I was convinced was a human leg. <laughs> uh, I'm going to show you this. Okay, I'm going to show you this picture. I'm going to show you this picture of a pork chop. <coughs> it's uh, I hope I still have it here, Dave. I'm not. I was like, I was halfway through it, and I was like. I think this is from a I think this is from a thing. Like <laughs> Look at this look at the size of that. Whoa. Yeah, that does look like a human leg. And isn't pork supposed to be the closest to human flesh? That I don't know. But that's about it. That's a, what it's supposed to be. That's about that? a six or seven inch thick pork chop. Yeah. yeah. I got wow. that. And you know, looking at that, and I, as I was eating, it was just so much meat. I was like, "This is, this is like a thigh. It's like a human thigh." Wow! I can't picture what part of a pig this came off of. Wow! Was it but good? I could see eating a cut, just mm-hmm. a cut of a human. Yeah, it was good, but it was good to the point where I was like, you know, I flirt with vegetarianism mm-hmm. mostly because of the gout. I dip out of the meat for a few weeks mm-hmm. at a time, dip back in. So on vacation, I'm going to dip back in, mm-hmm. and then it's like the first night we're there, I get this. Goddamn piece of human flesh! Wow, I was like, oh boy, it was good, but I was like, I mean, like I said, I don't know if it's like a little stone too. If I'm stoned, I can't eat food that's on a bone, huh? From high, really? I think about it too much. I prefer it. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I go the other way. I'm like, ah, that's I get that. That's part of a thing. Yeah. I see what part it is in in when it's alive. See, I embrace that. No, I don't want to do that. I just gnaw on a bone, even if there's no meat on it. Well, that's your yeah. Well, you're mm. an animal. Yeah, you're a junkyard dog. <laughs> so, uh, so stayed that. a whole week after the show. Stayed stayed in uh, 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 in Oahu for three days, then went to Kauai. And stayed. It was a little drizzly, but it was great. It's, it's Hawaii. Nice. It was like it's a country island. Uh-huh. So it was just we did our kayaking, our hiking. It was a place called Chicken in a Barrel, which they they smoked their chicken and all their meats. The first time I was there, fifty gallon drums. Uh huh. Just they attach them to the top, the lid, uh-huh. and they dangle them in there and they smoke them. That's the best barbecue I've ever had. And now they have another one. They they had franchising opportunities, and I thought that was my way out. Knowing nothing about the food other than it's delicious, I'm like, I get Dave on to oversee the day-to-day, and we franchise the the Hawaiian chicken place somewhere uh, stateside. I'm fine with that. Somewhere where they would appreciate Mm -hmm. smoked Hawaiian chicken. I don't think LA's a chicken city. It can be. Unless you're doing like a shawarma. Mm -hmm. Unless you're doing like Zanku. Well, tell Gus's or Helen raised that. Okay, or or a fried chicken. Mm-hmm. But this is like a smoked barbecue mm-hmm. chicken. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so I ate that three times. What kind and, of sides they give you with that? Oh, they got the, you know, all your traditional sides. Mm-hmm. You know, same kind of stuff. I forget what. Else. Oh, not Hawaiian stuff. No, it's okay. just a barbecue place. Oh, okay. Just a straight up, straight up barbecue, barbecue place. Not not a Hawaiian flair to it. No. Okay. Okay. And um. Did that, just chilled. Didn't mm-hmm. have any. You'll stay in like a nice resort type place? Did the first time, just stayed at an Airbnb the rest of the week. Cool. It just kicked, it was just vacation, oh. man. Just just being out, like swimming underwater. Like, okay, who was having the discussion about octopuses being aliens? We were, we were talking was about that. Was that us? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. nowadays I don't even remember who we're talking to about <laughs> stuff. You get cornered in a bar. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was after that, somebody else, because we were talking about it. You look, I mean, just to snorkel in a place where you could see under and see what can exist under there. And then know, like, okay, now stand above the the waterline and look at the ocean. Look yeah. at the Pacific Ocean and understand the, 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 the depth and expanse of the unknown that exists at the bottom of that ocean. Yeah. What... I, I say anything can exist. Down Absolutely, there that we have no idea about. Oh yeah, this idea of Atlantis. I, I mean, I don't think there's an underwater city of angelic sort of mermaids, but the idea that just as much as outer space is mystifying and we don't know, I apply that same knowledge, like that same curiosity, to the depths of the ocean, and that's on our planet. Did you see an octopus? The time before. Oh okay. But then this time I was snorkeling. And I didn't see an octopus this time, but I was like, man, I'd like to see an octopus. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I saw a turtle and a seal. Oh, yeah? Not the same thing. Not, I don't think they're smarter than us. Those turtles are pretty badass, though. Turtles are huge. Lives forever. Oh, man. They live like 200 years. Yeah. That blows my mind. This one just beached up. Also an interesting factor, where we were staying on Oahu, the resort was uh, an old radar base. the first place that picked up the signals that the Japanese bombers were coming to bomb wow. Pearl Harbor. That was, the very, that was the first place they picked it up. And then we were snorkeling in this bay. I didn't realize there was a tidal wave in 1946. So think about the raw deal <coughs> that Hawaiians got. It's just, we're coming there like, nope, here's our military base, and this is ours now. 
And because of that, you just got the shit bombed out. Yeah. And then five years, six years after that, tidal wave comes. Wow. Because now we're snorkeling in this bay and the guys there were kayaking. And the guy's like, below us, you maybe can't see him, but there's the boxcars from a train. Tidal wave came in so powerful, swept boxcars that were on a train line that were carrying bombs back and forth. Wow. Like swept them all the way out into the bay. Jeez. But I didn't realize they got on top of being having the shit bombed out of them, then a tidal wave. That's a good no wonder you get there. That's a great point. Fuck off, you fucking howlies. Like, yes, you're right. Absolutely. When did Hawaii become a part of the United States? I don't know when the statehood actually happened. Uh, but yeah, I never looked at it from that angle of like, hey, we, we were doing fine out here, and now we're a part of you was, guys, and yeah, now we got bombed. That was Rachel making the point of like, imagine like just getting the short end of the fucking stick. Uh, when did it become a state? Not till 1959, August 21st, 1959. So it wasn't even afterwards. It was just we just kind of went out there and nabbed it for a military. Base. So they weren't even a state when they got bombed. No, Hawaii was a territory of the United States in 1946, according to Wikipedia. In 1946, the United Nations listed Hawaii as a non-self-governing territory under the administration of the United States. So sort of like a Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, thanks. Scenario. Yeah. Thanks for the association. We don't, uh, yeah, we don't need to go over the shortcomings of the United States in the current climate that we're already in. Yeah. Uh, how was uh, how was New Year's? What'd you do? What'd you get into? Yeah, we just went to we went down the street to. Oh yeah. Rachel's friend was having a party. Got there at eleven. Watched some people dance. Mm. New Year's doesn't. I don't really care. I don't care about New Year's either. Uh, that's like I feel like that's like, you know, that's. Amateur night. Yeah, I'm like, you guys go have fun. Yeah. I got it. I know how this works. I was asleep in a hotel room in Phoenix watching a Seinfeld marathon. See, that sounds like a perfectly fine way. It's awesome. Because you know that you have and will party uh-huh. like it's 1999. Yeah. Eventually. Whenever I want. Yeah, I don't need that day for it. Yeah. You kids have fun out mm-hmm. Uh Let's talk about what has happened uh, how about this, Dave? How about the fact that they, the U.S. Department of Defense was investigating UFOs? They admitted to it. Just to how put a placeholder they- on something real quick, we'll, we'll come back All to right. We'll come back to my thing. But remind me to tell you what happened in Atlanta. I'll tell you that you, later. Is that your encounter? Well, yeah, I'll tell you that later. I don't, I don't want to interrupt you. Let's start about a personal. Well, okay, okay. First off, this is a big deal that... <clears throat> Look how much bullshit is in the news cycle mm-hmm. that nobody even cares about this. Not even a month old that the Pentagon spent millions and millions of dollars actually researching yeah. UFOs. And what was that video that, that uh, the two Navy aircraft that were following something but they couldn't explain what yeah. it was? Yeah. And admitting that it's not a, a foreign, a human foreign vessel. Yeah. That video is pretty remarkable. What was that from 2014 or 04? Yeah, it was something Something recent. like that. Yeah. And just. Yeah, and they're even it, it, saying in the video, "Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know what this is. Never seen anything like it." And uh, I mean, you can look that up about what it is. Yeah, Pentagon that came out like mid December, and it was still like, like how jaded are we now? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, aliens. Anyway, Trump's gonna kill us. Yeah, we're gonna die because of the thing. Or do you think that was their attempt to be like, ah, but look, come on, distraction. Come on, distraction. I mean, you have to always question the timing of things, especially with this government. 
Right, well, that was something that I, even I was like, all right, well, I already believe. So you, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you're getting me on board. I'm, it's, I'm more like, well, fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. Told you. Um, but outside of that, I had nothing. I had nothing uh, spooky happen other yeah. than the other night at one thirty, somebody knocking on the door here. Really? Well, it just creeps around this neighborhood, man. Did you go down? I woke up. I was in the middle of a melatonin stupor. So Rachel heard it. And I'm like, oh. So I'm like, all right. I pull a Dave Stone move. Had a machete with me. Good. I'd like to know who's knocking at my a, door at yeah, 1.30. There's also like, all right, somebody's knocking at the door. But you got to go downstairs to get to. I'm like, uh-huh. well, let me see if I can see first. It was three times somebody knocked. And I'm like, all right, you're not knocking three times on an apartment where there's four other doors there. Uh-huh. So I'm like, this isn't a break-in. Because why would you just be loud about breaking in? In a four-unit building, yeah. like where everybody's hearing you knock. <coughs> so they, uh, that's why I'm like, all right, I'm not worried about this. But then, so I went and I looked out the windows here, and I could just see like a guy's head kind of like looking. And I'm like, like I was gonna be like, this is somebody delivering late night food, and I got the wrong address. Uh, so I didn't even like, I'm not gonna go down there. I didn't want to deal. Like, the guy went away. Oh, okay. But it still is like 1:30 in the morning. Like, man, why do you not be so adamant about knocking? Yeah. Unless it was somebody with a wrong at like a food delivery thing, which delivering food late at night and you fall asleep on them, which I've done <laughs> and I apologize for. That's a frustrating thing. When it's probably your last run of the night. Yeah. On a was it Friday night? Yeah, I think it was like Friday night. Your last run of the night and you're getting stiffed. Huh. I'd be like, I'd be like, wake up, motherfuckers. Oh man. But that was not uh, supernatural or mysterious. It was just another guy. A guy at the back door before I told you mm-hmm. about. I got this again. Fight or flight. I had the machete, but also just I'm just tired. Oh, it's, it's not coming in. Oh man. Well, what should, happened to you? Dave? Should I should I tell? Should I get into this? Yeah. I, I I texted you kind of the Reader's Digest version, didn't I? Did you? You have any idea what I'm about to talk about? I don't. Okay. Well, it's not all right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to hype it up too much. But you and I had talked before about sleep paralysis. Oh wait, you did tell me about that. That you maybe experienced it. Well, I think I experienced yeah. it, and then some. Well, yeah, you told me at the Highland Inn. Okay, which is already a nefarious location. Yeah, in Atlanta. <laughs> For some reason, uh, in that kind of. Uh, People who know Atlanta, that uh, Virginia Highlands, Ponce Highland, uh, Little Five Point area, there's there's hardly any hotels, and that's a real thriving kind of cool area. Uh, there's one, there's no no chains, there's no all the Marriotts and Hiltons and all that are either in Midtown or downtown. But in this cool little pocket, there's re- literally the only one I can think of is the Highland Inn. And you've stayed there numerous mm-hmm. times. I've stayed there. And uh, I've heard – we've talked about it that uh, that place is potentially yeah. uh, haunted. And it is old. You can tell just by looking at it. It's at least 70, 80 years old. And um, I've had some – I've never had any – I probably stayed there 10 times. And I've never had any uh, specific encounters. Mm-hmm. Or, but there's definitely a vibe there. And uh, it all starts with a with a cat that roams the hallways, this bent eared black cat that's just been it's a there. Cool cat, though. It's a cool cat. I love cats, but he does he does put off a weird little vibe. So anyway, all right. Uh, the day after Christmas, uh, we're leaving. 
we're leaving my folks' place down in South Georgia and uh, kind of starting our journey back home. And Katie had never been to Atlanta, so I was like, all right, we'll spend, we'll spend one night in Atlanta and then uh, kind of start our way back home, stopping in New Orleans and a few other places. So got us a room at the Highland Inn. And uh, <clears throat> first of all, we check in this really weird dude working the desk. Just I don't know if I if I have like a preconceived thing because I know that it's supposed to be haunted or I want it to be haunted, but there was definitely a weird vibe from the guy. I just I don't know how to describe it, but just you know, kind of that classic like lone innkeeper. The guy checking you. Yeah, just this this guy hanging yeah. out. Anyway, so he puts us in this room, and he and the rooms aren't necessarily nice there. They're, you know, it's an older hotel. Still got a key. Still got an actual yeah. metal key. Actual through. metal key. So he puts us in uh, one of the big double rooms, and we're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And about 10 minutes after we get in the room, we just hear this knock on the door. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And I go to open the room. It's the same guy. It's just kind of a creepy, I don't know, probably about 30. He's wearing a Russian hat, one of those fur... Yeah. Boxy Russian hats, you know. And I don't know if he's just trying to be hipster or what, but and he's just standing there and he goes, Hey, there's been a mistake. I go, What's <laughs> what's the problem? He goes, I put you in the wrong room. The T V doesn't work in this room. I'm like, Oh, okay. And uh then he puts us in another room and it's like literally half the size. Yeah. Like it's one of those little bitty rooms. I don't know if you stayed in one of the really small rooms there. And immediately I'm thinking, Well shit, I'd rather have the other room and no T V than this piece of shit room and a TV. So just like uh, abnormally small hotel room. So anyway, go to bed and it's raining that night and uh about four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then this is absolutely no bullshit. All right. Uh, I, I kinda sleep not I, I kind of sleep on my stomach and on my shoulder. I'm not a back sleeper because yeah, yeah. if I sleep on my back, I snore like I a son of a bitch. It, yeah. So I have to sleep either on my stomach or on my side. So I'm kind of sleeping on my side. Four o'clock in the morning, I snap awake, and I'm not making this up. I'm, I'm hovering about a foot off the bed right. with my arms spread out like <clears> – <throat> The way I am now, almost you know, to describe it to those who can't see me, uh, as if I was, as if my arms are in the uh, position of uh, doing a bench press, like my, you know, that's the sh- the fist shoulder width apart. Yeah. But uh, so I got my arms are kind of in front of me, like bench press uh, width, and I'm hovering over the bed, and I'm what I thought was a hundred percent conscious and awake, yeah. and there's. A pulsating vibe in the room, and I hear it had been raining, so I I was used to like the real soft drizzle. You could hear the rain, but it intensified, and I woke up. I'm hovering twelve inches off the bed. There's this pulsating vibe in the air in my ears, and I'm a hundred percent completely awake, but I can't move. I'm a yeah, I'm a hovering. B I can't move. I'm trying to physically. Move my arms. You can see, like your eyes. Are I can see. I'm staring at the wall. This is where it gets really creepy. I'm not making any of this up. Katie sleeping right next to me, and this weird, sinister vibe. Something. <laughs> this sounds crazy. Yeah. Something was controlling me, and there was this vibe. It, it wasn't a voice. I didn't see a person, but there was this sinister vibe of like. Do something bad to her. <laughs> what? Commanding yeah. you to do it? Yes. 
And like I had to f- mentally fight this urge. And this makes me sound like a terrible person. Like yeah, fight, fight sounds, the urge. Like evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a violent person. Katie's when back, right? Yeah. She's here. <laughs> You talk about it. I never see it again. It sounds weird to talk about. I know, but like there was this weird something was commanding. There was a sinister vibe of like harm her. That's the thing. With and I remember thinking, "Fuck you, no, I'm not going to harm her." No, demons. <laughs> but seriously, it was like I was having to mentally argue with this thing. I cast you out with a no. Dude, it was, and this lasted for about twenty seconds. That's, but sleep paralysis always comes with this sense of dread or this kind of ominous feeling. It doesn't. It's never like, oh, cool. There's always something uh, demonic attached to it. That's exactly what this was. I've never had this before. It's always just like, oh, I can't move. By the way. There's a shadow standing in the corner of my room talking in a devil. In a devil voice. Or the way that's depicted in, in art, like old-timey art, it's like it's like a, a gremlin or a goblin sitting on someone's chest. That's how it's depicted. If you yeah. have sleep paralysis and old-timey drawings of them, it's like a goblin. It's, it's always accompanied with a sinister feeling. Well, this is definitely what happened to me. It By was now, sinister. You've never had sleep paralysis? I've never had and it. And now do you realize how that could be mistaken for like an encounter or an alien abduction? Yeah. Like a, you know, especially if you've... Never had or known how to control it or read about it before. It's a fucked up feeling, right? It was so fucked up it, because I was awake. I was conscious. I, I, I remember even thinking, this isn't a dream. This is not a dream. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. And I remember having to like battle it, like mm-hmm. physically trying to break my arms free, but also mentally, like whatever the mm-hmm. fuck's going on here, you're not going to win. I'm not going to hurt yeah. her. I'm not going to whatever. But this went on for about 20 seconds, and it was intense, and I was fucking awake. Let me just move, let me just move my fingers. Yeah. If I can move my fingers, I know I'll move my hand, I'll move my arm, and everything – We'll, we'll break out of it. I eventually, like, muscled out of it, and I, like, punched the wall. Like, I pushed both my arms forward like a Superman punch, mm-hmm. and I literally punched the wall, and that was what snapped me out of it. Yeah. It was... Welcome. It, but especially there, though. Like, yeah. But it, and you know what will happen is if I front load my thoughts... With, uh, you know, if I watched a scary movie or something, or if I'm in a place where I'm already predisposed to thinking, yep. like, oh, this is a scary place, but then I'm so tired. It's my brain staying awake going, you're in a scary place, or you saw a scary movie, and it's my body going to bed. Hmm. That's sleep paralysis. Your mind's awake and your body's asleep. Wow. And it's when I'm occupied myself, like, oh, I'm in a scary place. Like, like I think, might have been at Highland during uh, Red Clay. Uh-huh. When I was at Highland Inn, and it was like they're all weird shaped rooms, uh-huh. not just like a hotel room. That's like, yeah, mine had like a long hallway in the room uh-huh. to then get to where the bed was. Yeah, and yeah, just like just you're tired, you're traveling, you're like, oh, this is a creepy room. Well, I heard it's high. Like all of a sudden, oh yeah, by the way, there's a thing in here, and I can't move right now. Yeah, so really freaked me out. But it's a little bit like when you like getting scared like that, sometimes it's like, nah, maybe I'll try and get a little sleep proud. Because it's also supposed to be, I haven't read extensively on it, but it's supposed to help you bridge uh, bridge the way into lucid dreaming, too. Really? There's something there, because then eventually you're, you're asleep, but you're in control. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like there's components to each that are similar. So that's why I've... 
kind of courted it some nights. Where I'm like, oh no, I think we're getting a little bit of that. Let's try and. Uh... I mean, it's, I think it's almost like you're hypnotizing yourself a little bit. Hmm. Right, let's try and see if we can get to that lucid dreaming game, which is something we haven't talked about too much mm. here. Where you know you, you can control your actions within your dreams, hmm. which seems ideal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your day sucks. We'll go to sleep, and you can fly and have a bunch of sex or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm not telling you what to do. Yeah. Your dreams. Uh-huh. Your dreams can be different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Welcome to the world of sleep paralysis, buddy. Yeah. On a lighter note involving hotels, in Phoenix, uh, <clears throat> New Year's Eve, I splurged and got, like, a really nice spot at uh, the Hilton or something. But then uh, we wanted to stay one more day just because it was like, ah, we don't want – not ready for the vacation in. So then we transferred over to uh, some – I forgot the name. It was one of these like indie spa slash hotels. Oh, yeah. And there was a real – yeah, it was – Boutique hotel. And it was just a real weird vibe about that place. Not haunted, just like it felt like maybe it was like a swingers club or some All sort of – places. It's really weird. Music's on when you walk in your room. Yeah, right. yeah. I want this. Absolutely. And they had a, uh, they had a uh, Mexican restaurant in the hotel, so um, – I went down to get some takeout. And what is it about? I don't know if you've experienced this, not to sound like grumpy old grandpa, but uh, it was just, I walk in and immediately, and I don't know if it's just like younger people not knowing how to communicate or what, but this has happened to me a lot. But I walk in to the restaurant and they have the host stand, and there's a 25 year old dude and a 22-year-old gal both working there just kind of mm-hmm. standing at standing at attention and I just walk in and I'm like uh, and she's like table for one I was like no nah, I want to want to get some takeout yeah. take it up from my room and both of them the whole time were just like what like I was like, I, and I was like very you know I, because I, it's probably a restaurant that's there to be seen at I'm like nobody just wants to eat oh, you food. think so but like they just looked at me like, what does this idiot want? And I was just, and I was, I wasn't drunk, I wasn't high. I was just like, hey, I want to get some takeout. And they were just like, okay. And the whole procedure, every step of the way, was just what, huh? And I'm like, this is a restaurant, right? I didn't kick in your apartment door and ask you to make me some fucking tacos. This is what you do, right? Guess what? The menu was in my room that your boss put here, so I'm taking him up on his offer, and I'm going to buy some fucking tacos. Is that cool? I've I've made the mistake of shit-talking cities and then returned to those cities and been like, boy, i I got to not be so off the cuff. You know, I'm like, oh, man, Houston. So I go back to Houston, and Houston's a great time. Yeah. Phoenix? (laughs) Still waiting for you to win me over, Phoenix. You would, Every time I have fun in Phoenix, I realize I'm in, like, Tempe. Yeah. I'm not in Phoenix. <laughs> like, oh, you know, you're having a good time because you're not in Phoenix right now. Even friends that I know, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm making fun of Phoenix. And I should be like, no, no, man, we're from Tempe. Like, even yeah. though, it's just a street over. But even though, like, yeah, don't, tell, don't say we're from Phoenix. You That's the vibe I had when yeah, I was there. You would have thought I had a rubber mask and a machine gun. They were just scared to death. Like, what? Huh? What? And I'm like, I'm trying to order some fucking food, you idiots. Yeah, the concept is... Phoenix, the way... I don't know if I was talking about this, but I was there before. I had a fun time at the shows. Thanks, everybody came out to the shows in Phoenix a couple months ago. But if it... Like, everything... All the stuff that people shit talk about L.A., I think they're describing Phoenix. Like, oh, the people are just so fake and so much plastic. Sort of like... Yes, Phoenix. It's Phoenix. It's either you're either talking specifically about like Beverly Hills, uh-huh. 
or all of it. Yeah. <laughs> like Phoenix just seemed, it was, yeah, same thing. Like everybody was just, just had to be beautiful all the time. Hmm. It, but it was like, it was, it was like if a bachelorette party was in charge of urban planning. <laughs> Everything should be the coolest and the shittiest <coughs> and the most nightclubiest, like fucking house music coming out of your bistro at 11 a.m. Like, guys, just calm down. Just calm down. Mm. Like, there's no like old timey Phoenix. Like, yeah. Just. Yeah, it's it's a weird vibe, but yeah, they just. I, I get, and this has happened to me before, but it's just like. Am, is, yeah. am I wearing a mask? Like, what's what's with the guy? What's the what problem? Gave me added, like I paid six seventy five for a can of Budweiser. At yeah, bar. and the guy was like, "I told you that story." Yeah, yeah. We went over. Uh, I, you know what? I'm sure, there's great parts, of Phoenix. Sure. But I, I need them to be pointed out. Changing gears real quick, I took a walking ghost tour in New Orleans. Yeah, had a good time. And. uh no, no, but the guide showed us a photograph that he had taken of one of these haunted hotels, yeah. and there's these you can see pictures of children. Now they could have been real kids, but he's like, these are these are ghost children. See, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, I have no point did of reference. They just look like real kids. Yeah, they did. And he's like, these they are didn't ghosts. Look like ghosts? No, it looked like you could kind of see them, but it like oh. they weren't. They, they looked like human kids. I've been watching that. I tried watching an American Horror Story, mm-hmm. and I made it through the first two seasons. And I started one that's set in New Orleans. I haven't seen that like, one. It's all like it's scary, but it's also just all rape. Really? Like the whole thing is just so much horror. Is that the cult rape. one? The whole episode series? Huh? Yeah, this one. No, I did the the first one was the house. Second one was the asylum. Now it's I don't. It's witches. Hmm. But, but yeah, it's, it's like so much like ah, like like not even like I'm not even getting scared. I'm just kind of like eh, just squirmy, more squirmy. On this ghost tour, we walked through a hotel or, or in front of a hotel where apparently a bunch of kids died, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of they the see kid hotel. they see these kids wandering around. They see these kid yeah. ghosts, and uh, <clears throat> while we're walking in front of that hotel, three times uh, Katie says that. Uh, Somebody was tugging at her purse. She said three different times she thought literally someone was trying to. Somebody's robbing her. New Orleans. No, but she she said each time she'd turn around, there's nobody Anybody there. Go on a ghost tour. They're like, that's an easy mark. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's a kid ghost. Anyway, it's a kid ghost going through your wallet right now. The, don't, worry, uh, don't worry about me. I'm a ghost. Give me twenty bucks. <laughs> a picture with a ghost. It was twenty fun. bucks. <laughs> with the with your admission to this ghost tour, you get uh, two for one on the big uh, hurricanes. <laughs> some big silly fruity drink, yeah. and Katie doesn't drink. So I asked the bartender. I said, "Hey, can I just get one at half off?" And he goes, "Nah, it's two for one." And it was cold outside too. And I was like, "All right, give me two. So I'm just double fisting these oh, two big God. plastic cups of grape. Punch vodka bullshit. Uh, that's what sweet tea tastes like to me. Is every <laughs> drink in a plastic guitar that you get. But yeah, it was pretty funny. I was just my hands were freezing, but I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna get all this in me. Just walking around with 48 ounces of stupid hurricane drink. Matt, Matt Bronger told me back in Chicago. I think like the bar he worked at or something. They all went for like a company outing on like a like a ghost tour in a van where you could drink and go on this ghost tour, but they were all shit faced. And so the guy was taking it seriously. But every time he'd be like, and here's something happened the whole all the drugs be like, Whoa! 
<laughs> I was just getting so annoyed. Oh. It was every stop they'd make. He'd say, <laughs> oh, don't mock it. Uh, well, what do you, we got. What do you want? What else do you want to say? I don't know. I'm getting a 2018. Uh, that we've we've caught up with our last month off here. Mm-hmm. Um, Went and saw Clutch on tour. Did I see. Did I tell you that. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I was in Lafayette first night of the tour. Clutch was in Baton Rouge, an hour away, and uh, me and my buddy Jason we finished the show and hauled ass. Got to see Clutch on a whim. Just didn't even know it's good. Yeah, let's go, go catch him. Had no idea. So let's go see Clutch. Nice. All right, cool. It has nothing to do with 2018, but uh, oh man, a uh, little fun stuff. little in, inside baseball. My 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 year's already starting off with a with a boom. Uh, my pilot got rejected from Food Network. Yeah, so, fuck them. So f- fuck fuck you guys. Had All a, right, we already shit on one Hollywood type. And yeah, fuck them too. Yeah. Right. So people keep asking, what am I going to do a food show? Uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm trying, but uh, yeah, Food Food Network. Been been fucking with this stupid idea for a year, and finally they're like, nah. "Well, it's you eating food." Yeah, and I, I would hate to see it a neutered idea. <laughs> well, I mean, it's every Food Network food mm. is that's I, I, I was I was harassing them. Yeah, wow, you know. Yeah, it's like I'm an idiot with a mouth. Give yeah, me a show. yeah, fit stuff in there. You know, maybe I'll follow uh, three hundred thousand people on Twitter, so a hundred thousand people will follow me back, and that that'll, always, get, that'll, that'll get me there. <coughs> yeah. Who'd you take a shot at with that thing? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, apropos of nothing, uh, Boo Boo got me a Christmas uh, Christmas player, record player for Christmas. She called her Boo? Yeah, she's my Boo. It's fun. You mean she got herself a record player? Well, she got herself a record player. Yeah. Yeah, she's, I'm going to keep it at her place. But uh, So now when I go over there, <laughs> I can play records. I've got, I've got I've got electronics, but nowhere to put them. And by the way, I've been record shopping online since yeah. then. Uh, yesterday, I was just saying, eh, see, see if Kyle's got any vinyl on on Amazon. Oh yeah, <laughs> two hundred and ninety bucks yeah. for, uh, for 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 Death of the Party. Nobody's paying that. Two hundred ninety bucks. That's an arbitrary price. <laughs> <laughs> you're a, you're a rare collector's item. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's, that's somebody really shooting for the stars. Well, how about this? Speaking of vinyl. I promised my buddy Ryan Young from the band Off With Their Heads that I'd give a shout-out to his Anxious and Angry website where he's got a bunch of uh, promo. It's a free promo for a buddy. It's not necessarily a comic of the week. They're good. A lot of, oh, Off With Their Heads is fucking great. You took me to see them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw them. And they were staying at the Cecil Hotel that night. We were talking about oh, that. Oh, that's right. They were staying down mm-hmm. in the Creepwoods. Uh, he's got uh, shirts and records. From a bunch of bands at anxious, anxious and angry dot com. Go check it out. He's a good dude. He asked about a, a, a plug earlier this year, and I was like, "You betcha, buddy. Don't even worry about it." And the Pegboy shirt that you see me wearing is from them, and uh, they got a bunch of stuff: Rainbow Gamblers, Iron Sheik, all good stuff. Boyables. They don't. They have 88 fingers. I'm going to see Eighty Eight Fingers Louie next week. I didn't take you to see them. Mm. Some other band. I saw a band called Major Threat, which is an all-drinking tribute to Minor Threat. That's funny. And they were fun. That was a good yeah. show last week. And I got real hungover. You have one of their shirts. Yeah, they give, yeah. They give me the shirts. That's they cool. Give me a bunch of their shirts. But anyway, so that's a shout-out to anxiousandangry.com. Go there. If you like the rock and roll music and you want to get uh, paraphernalia uh, that will help 
and he does a real good deal. I, I, I forget what it is, but it's a real good deal for getting merch out for bands. He also has a screen printing place called Fourth Shift and does a real good fair deal for, for artists. So go hit him up. There. I guess I said that like we were ending the episode. Uh, are we ending the episode? You got anything else you want to talk about? Let me uh, let's, let me plug somebody real quick. Uh, not necessarily. I won't make him Comic of the Week, even though he's already been Comic of the Week. Uh, Ryan Singer, our good buddy, friend of the show, Ryan Singer. <clears throat> I want to plug his uh, – he's got a new, new piece of merch that he's very proud of. Uh, it's Ryan Singer's Comedy Notebook. And you can get this at ryansingercomedy.com. What it is is uh, – I don't know if you've noticed, but Ryan, obviously a tremendous comic, but just just a mystical just a mystical beast and You're just – Comedy shaman. Yeah, and he never does – nothing about him is ordinary. Like ev- even like we toured together, you know, I'll write out my set list on a piece of toilet paper or whatever. Ryan has these notebooks and like our joke notebooks, but they're not his jokes. He's got notebooks completely filled with set list. So he'll write out a set list, but then there'll be some weird crossword puzzle or he'll turn it into some drawing or some crazy riddle. Listeners will know him from the live in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the live podcast we did in Atlanta at Red Clay also has a, his own great podcast, Me and Paranormal You. But uh, yeah, if you know Ryan, you know his comedy, you know his work. Uh, he's got these incredible comedy notebooks, and it's basically a replica of these real notebooks that he's been uh, producing and curating for years and years. And he's kind of compiled all his crazy notes and set list and weird, crazy thoughts. And, and it's a really well done book. It's on his Instagram. Yeah. Kind of see It's really well. Well done. I've seen it. And uh, 20 bucks, ryansingercomedy.com. Uh, at least go there and check out uh, the thing. But if you're, you know, if you're a fan of comedy or just comedy in general, it's a nice little memento for comedy fans to kind of see. It really is like looking inside of his crazy-ass brain. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think about that sometimes, too, like with notebooks. Like, you know. I would never want somebody to read my notebook. No, me neither. Me like, neither. I would rather go through like a thousand other humiliations. Yeah. Well, I told you, you this would be funny. That's why I intentionally write in Chicken Scratch in case it ever gets found, so nobody can read it. I've been doing these daily journal things right now, and I'm like, I gotta hide this. Yeah. <laughs> What's a daily journal? I'm just trying to do? like free write every day, uh-huh. like three pages of free writing. Okay. Like, kind of get the crap out of your mind. Just free association. Yeah, just because I've been in a rut uh-huh. creatively and uh, comedically. You should read a couple pages of those to us one day. I'm not, no. <laughs> I, I, want, I go back and read it myself. I'm like, Ugh, a real cringe Oh, man. It's funny. Not that, like, speaking of embarrassment, though, like I realize how nude I walk around this place. Mm-hmm. A lot of windows. Uh-huh. And uh, I was telling Rachel, like, we can get, like, get drapes or I'll just get a sign to hang out that says, don't look at my dick. Uh-huh. And it'd be funny to hang on the front of your house. That would be fun. With no no blinds in your house, just a sign that says, don't look at my dick. Yeah. And then you just live nude in your home. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's on them. Yeah. Can I've never minded that. Can you get arrested for being naked in your own house? No. I uh, almost got in a fight one time 20 years ago because a guy would stand, and my neighbor would stand uh, in his, and, and, and jack off when me and my girlfriend would come home. He would stand like, in the living room with all the lights on, looking out, and he would jack off in straight, front of my girlfriend. Straight rubbing one. Yeah. Yeah. What were you guys doing? 
Or just every time we'd Who come home. Fucking? Every time we would come home at night, he would see our car pull up, and then next thing you know, he'd just be standing in the living room about, you know, it's a weird 10 feet from the – yeah, just jacking off. And eventually I'd had enough, and I went banging on his door, and it's like, look, man. I know that – I kind of like, yeah, I know it's a legal gray area. You're in your own home. Yeah, how but, that, uh, what, what's the legality I don't know. of being nude in your home? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm jerking off. I'm just getting a glass of water or something. Yeah. You know. I never minded that either. It's like, yeah, you want to look, go ahead. What do I care? Because I look. Mm-hmm. If I see lights on in a window, I look. <coughs> yeah, I'm not out with the specific mindset. Mm-hmm. Like being a peeping Tom's illegal. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but even that, I think it depends on where you're peeping from. Yeah, what if you're in the street and somebody's just, it's just open? You're just mm-hmm. looking at an open window. Mm-hmm. You're not going up. You're not, if it's trespassing, yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to justify it, but I'm saying if you're looking at my dick, just don't look at my dick if it bothers you. Mm-hmm. Duh. off, things a bit far, though. I agree. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm wishy-washy on the subject as it is. Either way, I'd rather have somebody see me in here uh, naked getting a glass of water than ever read one page of my uh Hmm. So get Brian's merch because it's a real, open, yeah, yeah. It's a real open-hearted way to approach. <laughs> the fuck did I just talk about? We could have just ended. Know. Yeah, we could have. Why did I have to go on? That's okay, buddy. Anything to plug? No. No. Just getting back into the groove here, huh? Yeah, I'm really trying to sort it, sort it all out. Well, it's January. I'm doing doing nothing this month. No. Me neither. I'm going to be at the pleasure chest tonight. Oh, that sounds fun. The porno shop in West Hollywood. Yeah. Some new jokes that will fail. Oh, I'll be at, you know what? I'll be in Huntington Beach this weekend. Oh, yeah? Rec Room. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. There might be tickets to the left for that one. What about you, Dave? Anything coming up, Bryn? New year, new you? Not that I can think of. I got to... We all might gotta, die soon. Got to get to work, put some old dates back on the schedule. All right, well... Good to be back, man. We're back in it. Thanks yeah. for sticking. Uh, uh, you know how you made it through without two weeks of us. <laughs> you know, just doing nothing for you, patrons. Uh, your new episode of Dave's Kitchen is up now on the Patreon page. I'm making uh, homemade hot wings. Ooh. Yeah, for football football time. That's a smart one. Homemade hot wings with homemade hot wing sauce and homemade ranch dressing. It's uh, it's ranch, a good one. Not blue cheese. I, I give you the option. Basically, it's the same recipe. If you want blue cheese, you just crumble up some blue cheese crumbles in there, and uh, it's That's pretty much the same thing. It is, though, yeah, right? it's pretty similar. Uh, you, you take away the Italian seasoning, you add the blue cheese crumbles. It's pretty much the same recipe, the base of it. Yeah. I mean, I I knew that's what it was. I just wanted it to be more. Because mm-hmm. when somebody's like, "Oh, you want blue cheese or ranch?" I'm like, "Blue cheese, of course." I love blue cheese too. But I just I love homemade ranch. The same bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's up now. Uh, yeah, man, patrons, uh, thank you for your four bucks a month. Bless your and, hearts. Uh, non-patrons, uh, still, we appreciate you as well. You know, we're not, you, don't, you don't have to buy our love. No. But, uh, I mean, I did laugh. Uh, I listen to the Mysterious Universe podcast mm-hmm. once in a while. The guys out of Australia? Australia. Yeah, those guys are good. It was good. like their year-end one where uh-huh. you can tell they just didn't give a shit. <laughs> they have like How dare they? Their plus extension. We're like, thanks, everybody, for paying and seeing the play. And uh, the other ones, well, we just don't. We really don't put any effort into these <laughs> first ones where you do the free stuff. 
We don't give a shit about you, but thank you so much. <laughs> I just shit on everybody who listens to it for free. That's funny. And I thought it's hilarious. It's <laughs> like, and I can't do that for here because we we need every listener we can get. And real quick before we leave, uh, I don't have the notes and names written down, but uh, received uh, several Christmas gifts through the mail. And uh, anybody who sent us, uh, a couple people sent us cards. And uh, one dude sent us uh, just a, a bottle of uh, a can of. Uh, Old Bay seasoning, just cause. Just Old Bay, yeah, just Old Bay. Uh, another dude sent some whiskey. So anybody who sent uh, gifts, much appreciated. Uh, I don't have the notes on me right now, but uh, we'll give you a shout out coming up soon. But yeah, we got those and we appreciate those as always. So yeah, holla at you boys. Uh, we're on Twitter, Boogie Monster Pod. No vowels in the monster. Yeah, I haven't checked the uh, the social meds. Yeah, uh, frequently. Man, I I intentionally tried to stay off social media the whole took Twitter off the whole phone. break. It, it was refreshing. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just trash. Yeah, Twitter would just fill me with such negativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still on it. But whatever. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Knocking the rust off. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Go dogs. Go. Let's go dogs. Go dogs. Yeah. The Boogie Monster. Oh,